Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. My twin brother and I are thrilled. We have an incredible guest joining us today. I want to say welcome to Chris Jones. Chris is the author of The Art and Business of Writing, a practical guide to writing life, a book targeted at helping new and seasoned authors hone their writing skills, balance their work life, and then also learn how to become more effective, clearer writers. He also helps them to promote their books, sell their books, and understand different ideas that should be tied into their book in terms of their voice, their tone, and literally every aspect from beginning to end. This is Chris. Chris is also a three-time Virginia Press Association award-winning journalist. He's a graphic designer, an editor, a content writer, and a speaker. Chris is also the creator and host of a podcast by the same name of his book, the one that we mentioned earlier, The Art and Business of Writing, where he interviews authors, writers, creative professionals who influence the writing world. Chris, welcome to the Twins Talking Up program. How are you? Hey, Dave, I'm great. Good to be here with you and Dan today. How are you guys? Wonderful. Thank you. Now, from time to time, you'll hear David or myself tell you a question or ask you a question. Just for our audience to understand who we are, I'll say this is Danny or David will say this is David so that people don't get confused. And as I always tell people, if you don't know who's speaking, just listen to see who's more eloquent and then you know that's Danny. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you really got into this journey of becoming a writer and then also working with other people. Great. So I'll give you kind of the, the Cliff Notes version. So I started off as a graphic designer. I graduated with my degree uh, in design from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Started off uh, working in a college marketing uh, situation. Then I uh, moved back to Virginia, left Pittsburgh, moved back to Virginia, worked for a newspaper uh, in the production department. So I was doing art, paste up, that sort of thing. An opening happened uh, for a sports writer. And they couldn't fill it. it. It was like three or four weeks in the newspaper. They couldn't fill it. So I just asked for the opportunity uh, because it was a, a different shift. I worked day shift as a designer. The night shift uh, job was sports writing. They gave me an opportunity. I wrote my first story. Came in Monday morning. The publisher had a note on my desk. He wanted to meet with me. I was like, oh, man, I must have bombed out bad. <laughs> so in, in, anyway, so I go to see the publisher. And he's like, hey, look, I'm taking you out of graphic design. I'm putting you into sports full time. What do you think? He's like, your story was fantastic, and that's what we needed. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I did sports writing for, for a number of years, and kind of for, for a good stretch of seven or eight years, I toggled back and forth between writing and design. I couldn't decide which one I liked more. And then, um, you know, my wife, you know, my, she was my girlfriend at the time. She's like, hey, you know, you talk about writing all the time. You know, you talk about how much you love it. Why don't you just give it a chance again? So I set an intention. I opened up a journal. I said, okay, I'm going to write for a hundred days about what it's going to be like to become a writer again. So I just wrote in journal every day for a hundred days about becoming a writer again, what that was going to look like, how I was going to do it. 
And about 75 days into that journey, the idea for a blog came up. And so I started it. I was like, okay, I'm going to run with this. So I just went to, you know, went to GoDaddy, put myself up a blog on WordPress, started blogging about people in town, different business owners. And then I got noticed by a parenting magazine. They offered me an opportunity to be their editor. And then off I went. And then didn't look back after that. Just took the editing job. And since then, I've been in the writing space. And that's been since 2012. Chris, I appreciate you sharing that. And we're going to get into your world of writing and what you do professionally as a writing coach, as a speaker. We'll talk about all those things in a moment. But let me ask you this. You're also a podcaster. I am, yeah. Put your podcast out. So, so tell us about your podcast and how did your podcast lead to you writing your book? It was the other way around, actually. Okay. <laughs> the podcast, yeah, the podcast came... Um, no, actually, you know, it, well, sorry, yeah, you're right. It was the, the book and then the podcast came right after the book. Um, so what led into the podcast was the fact that I wanted to be able to supplement the book with another teaching tool. So I felt mm -hmm. like the book was a great visual teaching tool, but I also wanted to be able to, to, to teach from a, a different platform. And so podcasting was coming around, the uh, coming around the bend as like the next up and coming platform that people were getting into. And that was like 2016, 2017. And so uh, I started to play around and dabble with it. And I was to kind of be mentored by another friend, Jason. And he's like, hey man, what's up with your podcast? You've been talking about it for three months. Why isn't it online yet? I'm like, I don't know, just trying to figure it out. He said, dude, progress over perfection, just get it out. All right, fine. So I was like, all right, off we go. So I just started recording and he's like, hey man, it doesn't matter if it's great at first. He said, as long as the information is good, that's all that people care about is getting good information. And so I just started to develop a podcast around the idea of writing because I felt like uh, writers just needed something tangible in their ear I felt like you know just those weekly lessons about you know well and, and not just writing because I know there's a lot of great writing specific podcasts but really the sides that I was really good at with was the marketing side of writing and just really bringing those sorts of creative professionals to writers so that writers would know more about that side. That's pretty interesting um, you just kind of went with the flow with it all um, as you're doing your podcasts uh, tell us who's the most unique or <laughs> weird guest that you've ever had on your podcast now you can say unique um but just curious who, who's the most unique person you've had on your podcast so the most unique person i would probably say is a, it's a girl named hannah uh hannah carmite mm -hmm. she had she had this really cool story because she wanted to be she, she was writing a book she was writing um fiction books and she wanted to be discovered by uh, a publisher and so she tweeted she just she did entered some sort of twitter contest online and a publisher picked a book up based on a funny tweet she did. Wow. So that, to me, that was like, the coolest thing. Cause like, you know, we get all hyper-focused on being perfect and writing the, this perfect like pitch letter and having our synopsis done and having a great manuscript and hers was just a tweet, mm. so, you know, 140 character tweet. And she got picked up by a publisher based on that. So to me, that was like the, the coolest, most unique story of any of my podcast guests. Well, this is Daniel, by the way, I, I, I love how you said that it was a tweet and when you have, you, you're limited on the number of characters that you, you're allowed to tweet. So this individual had to become very creative on, on what uh, the message was. And that tells you the, the mindset that she had. That was, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, it was. So, so Chris, you help authors, you help writers become very successful in their craft, more successful with their business as well. Can you talk about the difference between working with writers and then working with individuals who are professionals or leaders in that in a different field? Yeah, so working with business professionals is a little different because business professionals tend to already have a story built in. Mm -hmm. You know, so you basically what a business professional is doing is you're you're gleaning off of your years of experience. 
and taking that year, all those years of experience and putting them in a bound book. Mm-hmm. So for, for the most part, if you're like, say you're a, a, a coach of some sort, you're going you're to take all of your coaching materials, your program, all the experience you have, and you're going to put that into a book. And typically with that sort of scenario with a coach, your, your coaching program becomes the entire book. Wow. You're basically giving people your coaching program in the form of a book, hoping that they'll use the book. Not, you know, you're not, you're, you're not looking to become rich off the book. You're using the book as a way to get them to buy into the coaching program. So that's the, that's the difference in working with, a, um, with corporate, a corporate or business professionals is we're trying to train them to use their books as an additional platform to either get people to buy into programs they're into, uh, supplement programs, like be kind of like the, the low cost version of the, the high ticket item, or to use it as a platform to build a speaking career out of. So okay, you know, if you want to become a speaker, then you write a book and use the book as a platform because the book gives you a decided advantage over someone who just sends a form letter or an email asking for a speaking opportunity. You put a book in a meeting plan in his hand, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. So that's how it works on that side. As far as working with a, a general author, um, that, that work is a little more intensive because you're, help, you're helping them pull stories out of them and they typically want to hold stories inside. And so it takes a, so I spend a lot of time interviewing them when I, when I uh, coach them. So we're going through an outline, we're building a synopsis together, but I'm spending a lot more time being a journalist in a sense where I'm interviewing them and saying, okay, tell me more about this story, tell me more about this, tell me more about that, let's get it all on paper. You know, don't hold back anything, just put all the details down because we can always, we, it's always better to have a lot more than a lot less and we can kind of right. whittle down what's going to be the story, what the chapters are going to look like, who the audience is, because typically you go in with one mindset as an author and then you discover as you put everything on paper that you're talking to somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. And so you find a different audience, but you didn't know that was the audience until you actually articulated it on paper. So it sounds like there is a little more depth into how you work with an author or someone who's a seasoned writer, because you're trying to get them to look at themselves a little differently and pulling out of them all that incredible knowledge and experience that they have and putting it in on paper. But when it comes to professional leaders, executives, business owners, you're literally saying, hey, you already have a, ve- a message. You already have a story. Let's put it in a book format. Let's get it out there. So here's the question, because you already led into this, Chris. Why should I write a book? If I am, let's say, CEO of a small company, mid-sized company, I've been a corporate executive for years. Why would it be an advantage for me to write a book? Let's say I don't necessarily think of myself as a public speaker. or I want to go on circuit. Why would it benefit a leader to write their own story? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 
20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. If nothing else, it's authority. It gives you authority in your field. Like having a book shows that you can articulate your thoughts because that's the end looks good to clients. When a client sees that you've written a book, it shows that, okay, you're, you're, there's a method to you. You can articulate your thoughts. You can put your thoughts on paper. You can put your ideas in a, in a format that's different than anybody else. So having a book, like, you know, it doesn't matter whether you, like, yeah, like you said, if you don't want to be a public speaker, if you just want to have books to put on your, on, you know, in your storefront, then you can do that. But yeah, it's a, it's a game changer for you because, and it also for you, I think it gives you an opportunity to show yourself that you have credibility within your own eyes. Because I think a lot of times we discount ourselves, we discount what we know, or we get caught up, you know, in our business so much being in it that we don't realize how much knowledge we have behind our business. So it can go that way. Yeah, I love that, Chris. That's so inspiring to be able to look at it from that perspective. You have knowledge, you have experience, you have the ability to be able to convey that through your book or through writing books. And it's so important to realize that you can use that to show your credibility. You're not necessarily in it to make money. You're in it to really leverage who you are, what you've done to maybe perhaps gain a larger share or increase your profitability. There are ways to do that as a professional. So you're helping professionals write the story that only they can tell through your support. So let's talk about how you support these professionals. I was looking at your website. I noticed you have on there, you have coaching, you have editing, you have ghostwriting. Tell us about what that looks like if you're meeting a CEO or a professional for the first time and how you work them through that process of choosing either ghostwriting the book for them or just having them edit, uh, having you edit what they've already done or you coach them through the process. So those three avenues, which one do most leaders or business owners come to you for? Uh, most come for to, to me for me to be like an author collaborator. Hmm. And so and so what that what that is essentially is that they're going to write part they're going to write the book and I'm going to write the book alongside them. And so typically they'll come with an outline. They'll come with you know stuff that they've already written. Like they'll say, okay, I've got all these blogs that I've written in the past, and I think these might be good fodder for a book. Or I've got some of these ideas I've written down um, that could be good chapters in a book. And so what they'll do is they'll feed those to me. I'll look through that, I'll organize it and say, well, this works, this doesn't work, let's expand on this. And so typically it's more of a, like I said, author collaborator where I'm actually writing alongside them and helping them flesh out ideas with my own hand as well and interviewing them to get that done. Or it's a situation of developmental editing where they've got a lot of the material and I'm going through the material with them and saying, this is good, keep this. This is not so good, get rid of that. This is really good, but as a reader, I want you to talk more about this, 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 that, and the other. And so helping them to really um, put the meat and put the weight behind topics and ideas. So that's the author collaborate. That's what people come to me for the most. Um, I have done some ghostwriting, which is a lot of fun. It's time, it's, it's, it's labor intensive on my end and time consuming because I've got to spend a lot of time with an author. So an author has to have a lot of time for that. And because what we do typically is we'll spend a lot of time on audio recording. So I'll call them up, you know, we'll pick a day of the week or two days of the week. And we set, we set aside an hour and we'll just, I'll interview you just like I'm interviewing you for like a magazine or, or whatever the publication is. And uh, I'll interview and ask you very targeted and specific questions so that I can take those recordings, transcribe them, and then write them into your book. So that's how the, the ghostwriting works. And that works for people who are, who are too busy to, to, to even do anything about their writing. So, and that typically starts with me 
putting together an outline for you, having you look at that and say, okay, I like this. Here's the build out for the book. And we build the entire synopsis together. And then I just start asking you questions from chapter to chapter. And then the editing part works where if someone you know, has already written a book, they say, okay, I've got this book written. I just want you to just to clean it up for me. And I've worked in those situations where people just send me a book and say, I just want you to take a look at it, clean it up, make sure there's no errors, make sure that I didn't miss anything, uh, make sure that uh, the ideas are cohesive throughout the entire book. And I've worked in that, uh, that fashion as well. This is Danny, by the way. I, I, um, <clears throat> I find this very intriguing that you have you come in at an angle where it doesn't matter where this individual is at, you can help them. Either they call you, you document, or they're speaking with you, or they have a process already written out. So you, you have ways to help people where they're at. One of the things I, I, I want to ask you is, how do you help these individuals develop their story? Because anytime I, I watch a movie, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's hard to take a, a really big novel or a big book and condense it to a movie. However, if you can talk about the story, you can talk about that plot, make a hero, make a villain, people tend to follow that. It doesn't matter what the, the movie is, <laughs> they always have to find somebody they can identify with or somebody they can feel special about it. And almost every movie or every good book, it talks about how I came from nothing or how I was beat up by society or how I was like, the, the run of the litter growing up and all of a sudden I'm like the big CEO or I'm, or I'm the big kahuna now. How do you uh, help these individuals develop that story that will capture audience's attention that will allow the audience to want to, um, you know, find favor with this hero or this individual? How do you, how do you put that story and that plot together so that people like myself and David, we want to continue to keep reading? It's funny you should mention movies because I use movies all the time as a prime example for, for the author. So I tell them that they have to learn how to write a log line. Mm. And if you're, familiar with, if you're familiar with movies, I tell them, say, look, you know, just hop on the Netflix and just, just read all the log lines on Netflix. And I said, essentially, what you want to do is you want to create a log line for your book. Your entire book needs to be an elevator pitch. So if you go into a barbecue and you're hanging out with your friends and neighbors and say, oh, what's your book going to be about? You got to be able to say that in eight to 10 words. And so that's, what, that's the first thing we do. We really, really whittle that down. So, okay, well, what's, what's, the, what's the heart and soul of your book? Mm. You know? So for mine, mine was like, you know, talking about, so when I did the art and business of writing, it was, you know, for, 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 new, for new writers who want to write better and seasoned writers who want to grow, like that sort of thing. So I really kind of, I kept it really just, okay, if you're new, it's perfect for you because you're going you're gonna to learn things you've never learned before. If you're seasoned, then the marketing side is going to teach you things you didn't know before. And that's, that's really the premises. And that's what I always pitch to people. Hey, if you're a new writer, I'll, this book teaches you how to write and how to market. If you're a, a seasoned writer, this book will help your marketing game no, go next level. So I just tell people, hey, write the log line. So you know, look at Netflix, create a log line for your book, and then run with it. Then we build around the log line. Chris, that's awesome. This is David. And yeah. I can't tell you how exciting it is to be able to have you share how you work with professionals like myself and my twin. Dan and I have been in the process of writing a couple books ourselves, and I can't tell you how much we're learning about ourselves. So let me ask this question, Chris. What do the leaders you support, either you're writing alongside them, you're ghostwriting for them, you're editing for them, what do they learn about themselves through the journey of working with you? They learn they can do it. They learn they can communicate. That's the biggest thing, is that they learn that they can communicate with an audience and they can stick to message from beginning to end. 
Because I think a lot of times they come and they're really anxious about, well, I don't have an idea for a whole book, or I don't have, I've got all these different ideas from here, from mm -hmm. A to Z, to, from, from here to here. So they learn that they can communicate one solid message from cover to cover. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing to learn about themselves is being able to stay on brand. So let me ask this, this is David again, Chris, mm -hmm. and it's encouraging people to see what they discover about themselves, that they are incredible, they are talented, they have so much they can offer and give which I really believe is the power behind books and the words is you could give of yourself to an audience that you couldn't give maybe, or you couldn't touch if they didn't have the book in front of them. Right. right. So they learn this about themselves. They learn this process of working with you. What do you enjoy most about working with these leaders? What, what do you get out of it? Other than the fact you brought on a new client, what do you get in terms of your fulfillment and enjoyment with working with professionals like that? I think, see, I think seeing that light bulb go off is the biggest thing for me. Seeing, like, once they get it, like, once they have that synopsis, it's like, wow, like, I've got the blueprint down. I can actually write this. So once, once, they, once they get that confidence that they can put the book together, then I feel like my job is as is, is good as gold at that point. Because you know, when they first come, they're like, like I said, they're all over the place. They're not sure how it's going to get done, what it's going to look like, who they're talking to. Or sometimes they think they're talking to one audience. When they and then they learn that they're no, you're not talking to that audience, you're talking to this audience yeah. now, you know. And so, just they, they learn that, and it's like, oh, you get it now, you understand. <laughs> so, for me, that's the satisfaction is just when that light bulb goes off and they realize I can communicate with other people, I can get this done. This isn't so bad because the book is very intimidating, it's, it a, it's an intimidating yeah. process for most people. Just like you know, with public speaking, writing is a very intimidating theme because it's very personal. You're sharing your thoughts and ideas. You're being vulnerable. You're putting yourself on paper and you're putting yourself public. Whereas, you know, then, all, then you're in a position where what if someone doesn't agree with me or what if they troll me? What if they don't like what I have to say? So you're being very vulnerable. So when they, get, when they can get over those feelings and say, you, and say, look, all you have to do is reach one person with your book. Yeah. Reach mm -hmm. two people with your book. If you can change one or two people with your philosophy, your thoughts, your ideas, then you've won. You've, you've done it. This is Danny, by the way. I, I, I'm... I'm very encouraged to hear that you are letting individuals know that your story or what you're saying in your book, if it impacts one person or two people, it's worth it. I think sometimes we, we have this thing where Dave talked about in one of his episodes called imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. uh, where people are worried about what other people are going to think about them. Are they being authentic? Are they being fake? And, and I think at the end of the day, they have to realize that they have a message and that message is who they are. Whether certain people like it or certain people don't, it's their message. And they're gonna be people out there that are gonna be impacted by that message. So as you're working with these, I'm gonna call them leaders because it takes a lot of guts, as you stated earlier, to put, your, to put yourself out there when you're writing a book. And whether it's through editing the book, being a ghostwriter, helping to articulate, tell the story, or helping other people to see how they run things or do processes as a business leader, that all takes guts. And it's not, it's not easy to do. So as you're working with these individuals along the process from beginning to end, are you finding yourself at times having to continue to, to encourage them, continue to motivate them, to continue to, say, to, to, to push them and say, look, we're, we're getting there. You can keep going. It's kind of like that marathon runner. You're running a marathon and you were, you listen to that theme music. Like, look, it's mile 20. I'm about, I hit the wall. You got to put on that song, you know, that eye of the tiger, whatever it is. Do you find yourself in the process while you're working with these leaders 
to say, look, we're getting there. We can't stop, guys. Hey, don't stop. We got to keep going. We got to keep moving. Do you find yourself doing more coaching as you move along that process than, than in the beginning? Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely, I am. And it's just, it's just, it's just, and it's always reminding them that what you're doing is of value. It's worth it. You're going to change somebody's life. And, and, and the thing is, with the criticism part, you know, if you're, if you're a true leader and, and you're someone who is really dialed into what you do, criticism doesn't affect you. Criticism becomes fuel for your fires. You say, okay, well, if someone doesn't like this part of my book, well, why don't they like that part of my book? You know, what is it about that that didn't resonate with them? And then I, okay, well, how do I improve that? Hmm. And like I said, everyone's not going to like you, of course, and that's just perfectly fine. Everyone's not going to like your work, and that's perfectly fine. But again, learn to take that criticism. If you can, you know, if you can learn to deflect all that and, and step on top of that, you'll be just fine. But yeah just encouraging them to keep going. I, I do that a lot. I'll send text messages. I'll send emails. I'll drop a phone call. I'll say, hey, you know, hey, we're, we're doing it. You're doing it. You know, and they're, or, they're, or we'll start working on other things. While they're writing, I'll work on other things in the background. I say, look, hey, look, I've got your PR sheet. I'm going to send it over to you. Start working on that. Start fleshing that out. I'll put a couple podcast ideas on there for you. Or, you know, hey, let's start talking about your cover next week. We'll, 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 we'll not talk about writing. We'll talk about your cover next week. And so just keeping them engaged in some facet of the process because writing can be tiring. It's a very tiring thing. And especially when, you know, when you get in that messy middle and those middle miles, like you talk about in a marathon, you get those middle miles, you know, uh, you know, I've run some long runs and you get to that three, four, five mile area on a, uh, a 10 K like, Oh man, I still got, you know, three more to go. So it's just, the same thing with writing. You get to those right. and, and that, and messy middle, you start to lose confidence. And it's like, no, you're, you're, you're good. Don't go back and don't revise anything. Don't go back and read anything. Just keep writing forward because it's always tempting to go back when you get stuck and go play with something in an earlier chapter or go mess around with some other part of your writing. And that will throw you off every time. That's awesome. This is Danny, by the way. I want to ask another question if it's okay. So by, do, by doing this for so long, uh, I'm sure that you have a process and methodology for uh, how books are put together. Uh, typically, if I come to you and I say, look, I want to tell my story. I am a managed services provider. I do a lot of IT for small businesses. And I want to tell other people how to start your own IT company to help small businesses. For example, just as, as a topic, for example, how long does it normally take from beginning to end to help that individual uh, write that book? I tell people typically nine months to a year. Give yourself okay. nine months to a year. And, and a lot of that is because You've got your you've got your life <laughs> you know you've got work you've got a family you've got to, to find time to write but give yourself a good nine months to a year because on the back end of that and we and what i typically do is i work backwards with people so i'll sit there and create a productive schedule that starts with the end and we work backwards to the front so we can know how much time we'll, how much time we need for cover design we'll need a month for that how much time we need for book conversions we'll need two or three weeks for that how much time do we need for editing we'll need a month for that beta reading three weeks for that so we start working backwards and then you can figure out a timeline of Okay, now how much time do you think you can write every week? How much time mm -hmm. do you think you can devote to that? You're going to need about 40,000 words. So let's divide that up over the course of nine months and see how many words per week you need to have done. Okay. So we start chopping it up and just deconstructing the entire process from back to, forth, back to front. Well, that makes this, sense. This is David. And I appreciate you sharing that because most of our listeners may not understand the amount of time that's going to be needed to complete a book. From beginning to end i'm by nature not a very patient person so i'm thinking to myself chris i just met with you one time where's my book yes yeah. so, <laughs> i know it, it takes more time but i love how you said if we work backwards you'll be able to get a picture of how much time you're going to need to allocate 
each week, each day to writing. And if yep. you do that little thing every day, or if you commit to committing uh, that goal every week, this book is going to be done before you realize it. And that's awesome. So I've got to ask you this. Earlier, I asked the question, what do these leaders learn about themselves? What do you learn about yourself, Chris, when you're working with these type of A leaders, these confident, want to take over the world kind of people? And But what do you learn about yourself as a coach, as a leader, as a business owner? What do you learn through the process? I learn more about what I do because, you know, I think every, every client teaches me that I have to learn something new because every client's different. Every, every book is different. So what to, whatever topic they're going into, I'm either having to learn how to market their book differently. I'm having to learn how to teach them how to write their book in a different manner that's going to be more cohesive and, and it's going to hit their audience in a different way. I'm having to learn formatting things. I had one guy who I had who um, he does like scrum, you know, he does like scrum planning for, for corporations. And so, you know, he did a book where we did illustrations in the book and I'd never done a book with illustrations. So I had to learn how to do illustrations in a book and figure out that whole process of, you know, well, what, what's the price going to change, you know, pricing for coloring versus black and white and formatting for, for book illustrations uh, for that particular type of book. Cause he had a, a special size he wanted as well. So I had to learn, okay, well, let's get the, you know, who can do this book size for him. And then learning how to index, index his book. Cause he wanted a book with a big old index in the back. So, you know, I'll learn, I'll learn a lot about the, for me, it's more learning about the production and the process end in order to help people do their books. So I love that part too. I love learning new things. So each client teaches me more things about the book industry and process. This is Danny. That's, that's fantastic to hear that when you work with clients that you learn a lot. And that also tells me that you are flexible enough to be able to work with this individual instead of saying, look, I can only work with artists and that's it. You're, you're, you're learning more about their field, about who they are, what they are. And it actually, in my personal opinion, it encouraged me to, to want to write more that, Hey, I have a, I have a person who's helping me, but yet they're interested about what I'm doing or they're interested in how I do it and why I do what I do. So that would actually encourage me uh, to write more. Are there any tools um, or tips that you may have for people that are interested in writing? They're interested in building out their brand. Uh, they're interested in building out their business. And outside of that, um, how can they reach more people in social media? So any tips and tools you have for people that are interested in writing about their story or writing about their, their special skill set? And then what other tips do you have on the social media scene for them? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, 
we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Yeah, I think you just do it. You sit down okay. and you do it. You know, basically, if you, if you have a story, if you have an idea for a book, just open up a Word document and just start writing everything out of your head. Uh, I tell people, um, if you've got, you got a nice weekend where no one's going to bother you, kind of lock yourself in a bedroom, put on some music that you enjoy that really gets you, gets you fired up, and go buy a bunch of Post-it notes and a Sharpie marker and just write down, you know, write down every thought about what you want to put into a book and just stick it on the wall. And by the time you're done, you've got this big wall full of sticky notes and then just start organizing things by chapter. Okay, well, if I'm writing a book about, you know, let's say I'm writing a book about baseball. You know, I'm a baseball coach. I want to teach you know, other coaches how to coach baseball. Then I start writing about all the different baseball coaches. You know, okay, these are, uh, this is the, the section I'm going to write about umpires. And here's a section about batting techniques. And here's a, here's a section about base running. And here's a section about base position coaching, and this is the section about catching and positions. And so you start writing all that stuff and you start sticking everything, every little bit of knowledge you have, no matter how minute it is on the wall, you know, let, let everything, let everything disqualify itself, never disqualify an idea, let it disqualify itself and put everything on the wall, step back, take a look at it. And then start, like I said, just start organizing things about chat, like all like things together. Cause then those things will end up becoming a chapter. So every, everything to do with baseball rules will go under a line of baseball rules posted. Everything about, you know, offensive baseball stuff will go into the offensive baseball, defensive baseball stuff, you know, pitching and catching, batting techniques, equipment. And then you've got this entire thing like, wow, I've got an entire outline right before my eyes in a weekend. <laughs> Good point. This is David, Chris. Uh, Dan was asking about social media. Is uh-huh. there any, are there any strategies you give your authors or the people you're working with about how to leverage their social media platforms? Yeah, so one of the, one of the best things to do is um, with social media is just use quotes from your book. Create little, you know, like, you know, use Instagram and the create little quotes from your book, the little ideas, you know, that's, that here's something from chapter one, here's something from chapter two, and just mm. push those out and put links to your book and then have like the little links, uh, you know, in your, I use Instagram predominantly, so have like little links in the bio for everything, for your book or whatever. But yeah, post a lot of stuff from the book itself. So people get a feel for the, the book. Mm. You, know, you, can share, you can share the book cover. Uh, I tell people as they're writing the book, keep talking about it, build your email list, let people know that a book is coming. You, you got this book that's coming, it's gonna be exciting. You know, people on the list can get like, you know, a percentage off if they stick, you know, stick around. Um, what else on social media? Let's see. Uh, you can also, I just had something on top of my tongue and I just lost it. But, at any rate, but yeah, those those are things to do. Just just keep posting about, it, keep sharing. Oh, if you're if you're big into Facebook and you really earn to like you know crowdsourcing things as you're developing a cover, you know if you have have three or four different cover ideas, put it on social media and let let your audience choose the cover because that's well, that's really that that's the best thing. I tell authors all the time, it doesn't matter what you think. <clears throat> your cover your cover is not about you. It's about your audience. So you could have the most amazing cover that you love, and it's just wow, I love this the most amazing cover I've ever created. But if your audience doesn't like it, they're not going to buy your book. So mm-hmm. put your covers on social media. Let your audience choose the cover for you, and then you can see what's resonating with your people. Chris, then, this is David. I love it. That put that it on LinkedIn, is. Dave. Yeah, put it Dave. On LinkedIn we got to put it up there. Choose. We can ask you what you think. You know, I'm loving it. <laughs> I've got to ask a, a question here. What is your, looking back in your, your business here, Yeah. what has been some of your favorite stories or favorite projects you've worked on and why? Wow, so many. So I wrote, I wrote my first ghost book was called Mended Faith. And that was 
amazing. It was a, a book I wrote, co-wrote with a, a local lady here who, who was trying to make sense of and get through her sexual abuse. And so she wanted to write a book about it and how basically how, how becoming a Christian changed her perspective on sexual abuse and what she went through and why she went through it. Mm-hmm. So we, we sat down and just went through the whole thing. And that was, it, it made me cut because, you know, I dealt with some abuse as a teen. So it, it actually helped me to help her write her book. And so I, I had to deal with a lot of my own, you know, pressed down emotions as I helped her with her book. So it, it ended up being a, we were kind of co-therapists. Like we're talking and going through a book and helping each other out. So that was one of my, my favorite first projects. Um, another one that was really fun was a book called Bold. I wrote with a, a John Maxwell coach named Barb Gustafson. And she wrote a good chunk of the book, but that was a co-authoring one where I helped her write and I uh, helped her write on top of the ideas she already had pre-written. And that was a lot of fun because that was a book about, um, it was written specifically for women. So I had to really dive into, well, what do, you know, how do I get in the mind of a mind frame of a woman while I'm ghostwriting this book? Like, and so I'm sitting there like watching like, you know, things that women watch and I'm like, you know, binge, binging on like HGTV, just trying to get in the mind of being, what does a, what does an at-home woman do? You know, what does it, what does that, what does that look like? And so like, I think for me, like getting a chance to become like the author as much as possible. I think that's the fun part about ghostwriting and, and co-authoring is I get a chance to try to get inside the mind of the author and be the author as much as possible. But the fun part of writing about writing that book was seeing, just you get to see how the other side lives in a sense, you know, where you see, wow, man, you help somebody, help you to appreciate other, other people, particularly women who have put their careers on hold to raise families. And then they're trying to make sense, well, now that I'm in my early forties, my kids are leaving the house, how do I even start doing anything again? How do I create a business? How do I go back to work? And so that's what that book was about is just giving yourself permission before you get to 40, you know, while you're in your twenties, while your kids at home, give yourself permission to build a business. It's okay to build a business and raise a family. So that was, that was a, that was a fun one. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is uh this is Danny, by the way, I, as you were just talking, Chris, it kind of reminded me when, when I think about, listening to uh, what I call the actors when they read scripts mm-hmm. and actors like to envision and portray and visualize as if they're living that particular script out before they even act it out. Do you at times, because you help so many people write their books uh, and, and as you said, you're, you're learning about the, the women items and watching women's shows and really get into it. Uh, do you ever, ever at times when you're helping people write their books, you ever get lost because you're just <laughs> like, man, this is, I just got drawn in so much that it is hard for me to go get back out because I'm so <laughs> into this book or I'm so into this individual I'm helping to write their book that it's hard for me to get back out. And you say, yes, I want this script. Right? <laughs> you ever get lost in that process. I've never gotten like totally lost in the process, but I, I've been in, immersed. Like, like, in, like while I was in it, I was completely immersed. Like coming out wasn't always hard, but like when I was writing, when I was ghostwriting the, the abuse book, I asked her like, I was like, you know, she talked about her dad and like the music he used to listen to. I was like, well, send me all the, the music he used to listen to. Even though I don't speak a lick of German, I'll listen to it. <laughs> Cause she's a, she's a native German speaker. So she sent me like a list of all the songs her dad listened to and said her dad would smoke cigars. And so I would go sit down and write at the cigar shop so I could smell the cigars. So I try, like, like, it's, like, it's like being an actor. I try to get into character as much as possible when I'm ghostwriting so I can feel the same things that the author felt or sense the same things that the author sensed. That's fantastic. I, I, wanted, I wanted to let the audience know, listen, this is Danny, by the way. 
if you have a great idea and I'm going to tell you, everyone has a great idea. Don't ever say you don't have a great idea and don't ever think your story is not a story that people would like to listen to because there, there's only one of you. There's never going to be one just like you. Even though David and I are identical twins, we talk alike, we sound alike, we look alike. We are really a little bit different. And we actually have a book called Identically Opposite. So never think that you don't have a story that can relate to anybody. If you're ever in a position where you want to get your story out because you want to impact one person, maybe two, maybe three, maybe a thousand, reach out to Chris because he will help you frame a process put a process in place and actually coach you along the way to becoming an author. Chris, we want to thank you so very much for joining David and myself on the Twins Talk It Up podcast. We're so honored to have you on board. We're so honored to have you help our audience know that yes, it is not that difficult. They can get their story out. They can make an impact and you actually enjoy helping them to be able to get their story out. Thank you so very much, Chris, for joining us on the Twins Talk It Up podcast today. Oh, no, you're welcome. If I could say one last thing, one parting shot, uh, just you can do it. You can write. You know, I think people get caught up in, well, I don't have time or, well, it takes time to write. I tell people all the time, I wrote it in my book, is that write anywhere. I, I used to write my, when I was working on my first book, I had my phone. I would write in the grocery store. I would go find, I would deliberately find the longest checkout line and stand in that line and work on my book. So, while I was in checkout lines or when we go to like the amusement park, I would go and wait in the longest roller coaster line and I would just work on my book. So you, you, can, you can do it. If you got a smartphone, you can, you can peck in a few words. You can, you can also dictate it. Dictate it in. You can talk a lot faster than you write. Just start dictating. Uh, Google Docs is perfect for that if you use Google Docs. But yeah, you can get it done. Just little small baby steps. That's awesome. Thank you. Chris, thank you again. We look forward to seeing our relationship and partnership continue to grow. And for everybody else out there, thank you for being a supporter of the Twins Talking to Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Right. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up Podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.